Welcome to Vets Beyond the Uniform, a weekly podcast that focuses on helping veterans successfully find and integrate into new careers after leaving the military service. Listen in as our hosts and guest experts share key insights on the successful programs helping veterans to enter and thrive in the civilian workforce. For more information after the program, please visit us at VetsBeyondTheUniform.com. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to joining the Vets Beyond the Uniform podcast. I am Mally Mancia, and joining me today are our hosts, Paul Cevalani and Dave Beadle from Vets Beyond the Uniform. On today's show, Paul and Dave will be talking with Kevin Cortez and Brian Grana from the Veterans Beer Club. Dave, you want to get us started? Absolutely. Hey, guys, Brian, Kevin, great to have you on today. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, you know, we're we're definitely with the Veterans Beer Club. We actually put together, as you guys always say, um, the best thing that, that really keeps us all together is, is uh, camaraderie and beer. So you can't go wrong with that. Um, what we'd like to do today is just talk a little bit about the Veterans Beer Club. But first, to just give us a bit of background on kind of, you know, where you guys came from. How did you come up with this, this idea? I always say that it's like one of the most successful networking groups that, that I've encountered. So give us a little background on you two, what you did in the service, and uh, how, this, how this beer club thing got started. Kevin, that's 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 your that's your softball right there, buddy. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Well, first of all, thank you again for having us on the show. We're we're super humbled um, that that we could be on today. So thank you again for having us. Um, I I did 20 years in the Marine Corps. I was a uh, an H-53 uh, helicopter pilot, retired in 2015, and um, throughout the last five years, I'm now on job number uh, or company number four. And so basically what the funny thing is that we're kind of living out our own statistics of veterans that get out of the service. And so the, the genesis of the veterans beer club happened uh, a couple of years after we retired, because there was a few of us from Brian, Phil and, and myself and, and Phil couldn't be on today um, that saw a need in San Diego. And, and what happened is in the three years that I was networking prior to my retirement, I really had no, community to connect with within San Diego that allowed me to, um, to, to, to figure out what I wanted to do when I got out. And there was a void there that I realized that um, San Diego was missing. So where do you go? Who do you connect with? Who do you talk to? Um, I mean, in the three years, I, I tried to meet people, in, and I'm an extrovert, which is easy for me, but there's a lot of people that, that it's not that easy. The other part of it is that I only knew two Marines. One was a realtor, and the other one was works at Caterpillar. And so I kind of had to figure out quickly that how do I find a tribe that I can connect with? And so Brian, Phil, and I sat together in April of 2016, and we discussed how do we help our friends that are transitioning on military? How do we get them connected to people that we know so we can lend them a, a hand up? And so that was something that, that we were passionate about, and, and it got – they got totally started um, that way. So that's that's kind of uh, how BBC got started, and then it's just kind of grown ever since. And then, Brian, you can kind of take over um, your your uh, your history. Oh, thanks, Kevin. That, that's uh, that's really good. I'd like to add that 
Um, really the impetus for starting BBC is because I'm an introvert and after dealing with two extroverts like Phil and Kevin all the time, it's like, we need more people. They need more targets to shoot on because I can't keep talking all the time. Um, and Kevin and Phil are just great Americans. And, uh, so, uh, we started this and a little bit about my background is, uh, I, I was in, uh, in the military just shy of 25 years, 20, uh, 20 years commissioned in the Marine Corps. And, uh, I uh, I was really really fortunate in in that I, I was able to meet Kevin and Phil early in my transition, and uh, it, it was it was kind of one of those things that was it was a bit bittersweet. And I tell this to all the veterans groups that I stand in front of and talk to is that everybody's going to get a job, and I say that because my situation was a little bit um, a little bit different than most, whereby my wife had passed away at my 17 year mark in the Marine Corps. And I knew at my 20-year mark that I was going to have to transition out. And I had that motivation to really start getting after the whole transition process um, as a result. And uh, this is one of those things where it, I, I tell vets, as soon as you can humanly possibly start your transition process, you want to get after that. So be that as it may, I started networking and I really started working on the big five, training, education, certifications. I had my military experience, but I needed to tr uh, transfer that over to the, 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 the non-military side, if you will. But I needed to really gain mentors because I knew I wanted to stay in San Diego. And that's one of those big things that any veteran who's going to transition has to know where they're going to transition to because that's where you have to start really growing your network. So as a result, I came to San Diego. I knew I wanted to stay here. So I really started going out and meeting a lot of wonderful people. And at, the, at its root, networking is just trusted relationship building over time. So uh, after about three years, as it was time for me really to begin uh, my transition out, I had several mentors in the area who knew me, who trusted me, um, who were willing to vouch for me because at the end of the day, you know, those folks who are willing to vouch for you and introduce you to people are really putting their name on the line. So that's kind of, in a nutshell, that was my transition. Um, but then there's that backside of, okay, now you're hired, now what? And it's really finding your, who you are um, as a person once you really take off the uniform and get out from under the, the big tent of, of, the, of the military tribe. You'll always be a part of the tribe, but now we're kind of on our own vision quest, if you will. And, and once you're outside the uniform, that's, that is an even bigger challenge. So um, that's kind of um, my story in a nutshell. Yeah, you, you hit it right at the head. I mean, we use the Vets Beyond the Uniform in, in our um, title of our, our program here. At our, and that's really it. It's once you get past the uniform, what, what is it you're going to do? So tell us now a little bit more about how VBC fits into this. What, do you, what is your purpose here, and, and what, is it, what does it actually do? So with – I'll just do this real quick blip on that. Um, and then Kevin ha can, is, is, he'll just knock it out of the park. Um, as much as we talk about transition, it's really reinvention. And you're really reinventing yourself. You're, re you're inventing your brand. And that's where VBC helps. We provide that, for better lack of a, a term, we provide a safe space. We don't have crayons or coloring books or comfort ponies. We have beer. And we have cool venues that we go to to allow vets to really let their hair down and be themselves. Uh, and we try to keep it as simple as that. We try not to get away from our core competencies too much, 
we venture out and do other things and uh we'll but we will be we'll be those honest brokers with the vets on the scene and you know we are one of our metrics for how we know an event was a success is if we don't know half the people that were in there then that's good because we constantly want to see new faces and help people along the way. And then we want to get those return veterans who are now professionals in the community who are now wanting to mentor uh, vets who are uh, getting out and about, so to speak. And uh, Kevin, it's all you, brother. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's, that really is, is a big picture of how veterans beer club of, of what our purpose is. And, and in addition to what Brian was saying, the biggest key for veterans is they, they just need a place to start. And, and we saw the need that people don't know where to go. You know, it's like it, if, if, if you were to go into a room of 500 people, you didn't know anyone, it would be pretty intimidating to go up and shake someone's hand. Um, but obviously, if you go to a party, you see someone you know, you kind of gravitate to someone you know. And so having veterans that can collaborate with other veterans makes them feel um, at ease, it makes them feel welcome, makes them feel uh, part of something. The the unfortunate part of our service members that leave the military is that they don't have a and the majority of them will do four years, will do eight years, and they'll get out, and they're like, okay, now what? And there is life after the military, and our biggest message is you can survive in this world after uniform, and you can have a successful life after the uniform, and, and a lot of it is just identity. And what we provide is a place to say, like, let your hair down, you're amongst friends, you're in a safe space, how can we help you connect? And it quite literally just took off to where we are now in, uh, we, we have 11 chapters, we're in multiple states across the, the country, we have a lot of people interested, still interested, still growing, even amongst uh, the, the COVID pandemic. But a lot of people, they just want to belong, they want to know that life on the outside is going to be okay. And so we provide hope, to be honest with you. We provide a sense of hope that everything will be okay. Just like Brian was saying, they, they will get hired. They will get a job. It may take a couple of times, but you'll find something that you like. I mean, for like, like I said, I'm, I'm on my fifth company right now, and I retired five years ago. I know that the average, the statistic is that you will change jobs three times within two and a half years, and that's about right, whether you retire or whether you get out. Because you, you still have to figure out, what you want to be when you grow up, so to speak. And so what we provide is an environment of welcome, an environment of of um, of just a, a sense that everything is going to be okay, and we just try to help the best that we can. And, and now we literally have every demographic of employment, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's um, government jobs, whether it's marketing jobs, um, aviation so that's kind of how Veterans Beer Club sees itself, and it's just perpetually growing because the reason for the growth is the need. People want a place where they belong. Yeah, I think, you know, what you guys talked about, I, this is excellent what you guys are doing. Um, and, and, Brian, you talked about the introvert status. And even on things like social media such as LinkedIn and whether it's Facebook or any of those things, there still has to be some type of an extrovert status. But what you guys have done is to eliminate that. You've brought people together, you've put them in a relaxed environment, and you've kind of made it at ease for them to start communicating with other people. Um, Kevin, you talked about you got this job that you're at today through Veterans Beer Club. Can you kind of tell us how that transitioned? A hundred percent. And the funny thing is that we are trying to find a, a, a mechanism how we can capture all of our good stories of people that found jobs 
from his various beer clubs. So, so here's my story, most most recent one. Um, I spent a year at Skywest Airlines. I was the first officer on the Embraer 175. COVID happened. I knew that the industry was going to start getting tanked. My hours were getting cut back. And I would tell my wife, I was like, um, I may, even though this is my dream job, um, to be a helicopter pilot, transition to an airline pilot, which is, I never thought could happen, but I finally made it. But I realized that it wasn't going to be enough to feed my family. And so I started kind of, you know, looking but not looking. I was like, well, I'm just see what's out there. And sure enough, on our Facebook site, there was a post, hey, and if uh, calling all former helicopter pilots who are aviation-related, there's a job in aviation safety. I'm like, huh. I, I mean, you know, it's really not that hard because safety is safety. But, you know, if, if I spent 20 years flying helicopters and they're talking about a safety advisor role, you know, I can pretty much do that because that's all we were um, was hammering in us in the Marine Corps. So, um, long story short, is I contacted the person who went to who who was in um, uh, went to college with the owner of the company. Oh, and by the way, he was a Marine pilot, and the guy that showed me the job, he was a Marine pilot. And so right off the bat, you had, I had two things going for me. I was a Marine and I was a pilot. And so I reached out to, to this, uh, this company owner. He told me what it was. It was so just matter of fact. And I said, he goes, well, tell me why you're leaving the airlines. I'm like, quite honestly, I just see the writing in the wall that things are going to go bad. And I don't want to wait to get furloughed because I don't want to wait this out. I'm also not – um, you know, my goals of, of flying are going to get diminished. And so long story short, within three weeks, I had my resume in, had the interview, got accepted, and started uh, through after I saw the job. And I absolutely, this is one of, and, and I know it's my story, but it is a story, one of our many stories of people that found employment from Veterans Spirit Club. It literally is that was that, oh, this guy's a Marine pilot who knows a Marine pilot who's looking for a Marine pilot. And it just, you know, the Swiss cheese just lined up for me. And I just could not have been more grateful and blessed. And now I literally go to work every single day happy. I love the people I'm with. I love being, you know, and I'm also home every night. You know, the airline's only home 10 days a month. And now I'm home every single night. I get to spend time with my family and I'm super grateful. But yeah, that's, that is all just one of many, many stories within Veterans Beer Club. People that got, they got hired, they got internships, they got, um, what else, Brian? They got um, connections. Yeah. So, so that's kind of where the success of Veterans Beer Club has been proven for well over four and a half years. Awesome. So, how has COVID? Of course, everything's getting shut down with COVID, and we won't talk about the politics behind that. But how is COVID affecting your grip and grins? I like, as a Navy guy, I like to call it chug and hugs. But how is that affecting your meetings? Uh, well, we've had to, I mean, as with everybody, we've just had to adjust with the technology. But the one constant in life is change. And this is actually, this type of medium, this type of level of anxiety um, what we had to remind ourselves as soon as COVID kicked off, really kicked off last March, we had to remind everybody who was in VBC, hey, look, 
this is a take a knee time and really sit down and reassess who you are, what your value is, because everybody right now is in transition, whether you're in a job or life or whatever. So this was, uh, this was one of those times in life, you know, this is one of those catastrophic events where everybody could totally be on the same page. And it's like, okay, we can all, we, we are all going to get in the boat and row. Clearly it was virtual. Um, and, uh, so we went online, we did, we've been doing zoom, uh, we did zoom meetups for a while. Then we had that little break and we did a couple, uh, mixes where we had zoom and we had in-person meetings. And now, unfortunately, uh, this month we're going to go back to a, a zoom gathering and, uh, you know, try to make it as, as fun and relaxing as possible as zoom meetings can be. You know, we joke that our last uh, our last meeting was actually our last uh, was our anniversary celebration, and we were just joking that it was happy to uh, see everybody and and we were all guaranteed that everybody was wearing pants rather than the Zoom meetings where that, that can be questionable from uh, at least from the waist down, so to speak. Uh, you know, as best we can, you know, we just want to we want an environment where folks, especially those in transition, because what we have to keep in mind are the, the, the Marine sailors, airmen, um, and soldiers and Coast Guardsmen, they're all pretty much restricted to base. So no matter what, they are our key demographics. So we're going to yeah. do whatever we can to make it accessible to that demographic. The, the business professionals who are veterans out in the community can, can meet when we're not in purple status, of course. But we're, we're, we are – we are very focused on making it as accessible as possible to those who are really in transition because we want to help folks get jobs. Yeah. Hey, Dave, I think Brian knows our secret about wearing pants during these radio shows. So yeah, uh, I know. It, 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 he, he let the secret out. <laughs> hey, I did want to ask you guys uh, one question about that because, uh, you know, I know you're talking from the San Diego perspective and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm now a, an East Coast guy. And you mentioned that you have a number of chapters. Um, where, where are the chapters located, and, and how are they dealing with some of the obstacles that have come up with uh, with COVID and other things that kind of uh, make it a challenge for you guys to do this on a volunteer basis? So I'll, I'll tell you, it, it is it is a challenge to grow an organization because the founders, which are three of us, we all have families. Um, I, and we all have day jobs and then we had to build a leadership team because for the three of us being, you know, now here, here's this funny, Dave, and, 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 you know, us, and all three of us are hyper networkers. Like we each have a massive network, right? Multiple times three. And so we are constantly getting engaged, constantly getting to speak to. So we're being pulled a hundred different directions. So we have to build a leadership team of six veterans that were leaders in the community to help us build the strategy of Veterans Beer Club across the country. We, we saw the first uh, chapter that was interested was, um, was someone here locally in Orange County and then one of Brian's friends actually in, in, in D.C. And we're like, wow, this is like people want to start like a Veterans Beer Club chapter. How cool is that? And at first I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of nice. And then we're like, wait a second, because we're getting more and more requests to start chapters across the country. And it literally were people that were from San Diego, got out of the military. I'm going to go back to Boston. I'm going to go back to Nashville. Um, so right now, to answer your question, I, I can't rattle them off of my head, but on our website, we have a chapters page that you'll see where all the chapters are. 
Now, the negative is that because of COVID, it is hard to have a, a networking group that you can't go anywhere to, to, to network. And the funny thing is that we have to be creative. So we have a monthly Zoom call. Um, well, we, I mean, every month we have a gathering, whether it's in person or Zoom. And so now we had to break down. We just recently created regional chapter coordinators where we split the country up in three parts. And so three people from our leadership team are now one person is responsible for a region. So that takes a lot of pressure off of us to try to figure out. And this is just going to get uh, organically growing bigger and bigger to, to kind of trim those that have had an interest several years ago. Now they've changed jobs or they've moved. Um, it's like, okay, so how do we get Veterans Beer Club to be a successful organization across the country that can reach out to veterans? And it's not just about – it is about the transitioning veteran but also a lot of it is the people within the community. It's like, you know, dive into to your community, invest into your community, because the majority of every county in this country has a veteran service office where they cater to veterans, their VA advocates, et cetera. So it has been a challenge, but it's not stopped, which is good for me. As, as a matter of fact, we just had um, one of Brian's friends just said, hey, I want to start a chapter in Las Vegas. And he works at Caesar's Palace. I'm like, holy smoke. <laughs> um, so it, it, is, it is interesting because the most random places that this guy, hey, I'm a Navy veteran. I love what you do. And we want to be a part of it. And so, you know, I, I, we had to create some strategy behind the do's and don'ts because the, the number one thing, gentlemen, that we tell everyone is don't be deceived by the name. This is not a drinking club. We are not a go to the O club, go to the E club, go to the staff and CEO club and get hammered. This is a professional networking group that if you get inebriated, then it's going to – we're not going to ask you to come back. And for us, it's, you know, alcohol. And ironically, gentlemen, I, I don't drink at all. I don't have a drop. I don't – it's just not for me. But it's a beer club, and, and, and that's cool because people feel more relaxed when they're in a cocktail environment, when they are, can go home, you know, go after work, loosen their tie, and just have a beer. And so why not talk about your career? Why not talk about what you want to do? Why not talk about, hey, I moved to Boston. I'm getting out in three years. Can I start a chapter, which is a true story? And so that's how during the season we've been able to stay afloat, so to speak, and we actually gotten a little bit more trimmed the fat of chapters that were um, now starting, that they're now starting back up to say, hey, I want to, I want to build and expand. So that's, that's, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, as you said, it's kind of like the social clubs. I grew up, I'm, I'm Italian from the East Coast, and, you know, you had all those social clubs back there, and you didn't have to drink to be part of them. You did, it was just the association. And I say that's what you guys do. It's the association across, you know, for the veterans. But that brings up a question for me is, um, is it just veterans or family members as well? Uh, well, you know, we, we, tell the, we tell whoever is coming, you know, you know veterans – it's it's the veteran family, uh, and although we, we we really want to focus on the veterans, we fully acknowledge that you know this is a team effort. And if veterans want to bring their spouses, we not only we not only give a thumbs up, we encourage it. It's like absolutely bring your wife. Heck, if you if your kids are old enough, um, mm-hmm. you know it's all about employing veterans, their family members. Um, that it's really really important to us because we fully acknowledge you know. 
for veterans to be successful and, and have long careers, they will have had to have had a, a, an amazing spouse and amazing kids there supporting them, though that whole that whole marathon, if you will. So we're all about it. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. it is. It's definitely a, it's definitely a good thing, and you know we are. Um, we're very selective in the non-veterans that we have come to our events. We, we, to, I mean, to be fair, we screen them. We want to ensure that they're not there to sell stuff or, you know, waste everybody's time, you know, just talking about stuff that is not focused on getting vets jobs. So we're, we're continually in the hunt for, for, for those organizations out in the community that are, are definitively trying to help or hire veterans, and we want them to come as well. Um, it, and it's great. It, 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 it's working out. And if you can get the, the team in there, uh, the husband and wife team, um, then that's just fantastic. Or, you know, uh, significant others, however that may be um, for that person's status in life, then, then it's just all the better. Yeah. And, and so with every organization, there's been obstacles, right? And I, I would imagine you guys have had obstacles growing this. Um, what are some of the obstacles that you run into and how have you overcome them? So, um, I would say Kevin, do you want to take the, that? Yeah, I, I would say that the biggest obstacle is, for lack of a better term, is weeding out the poachers. Um, I, I, oh, good, I know yeah. that, you know, the, the, the military, um, a lot of people that join the military, you know, that they, they join at a very vulnerable age. You know, 18 to 22 is the most vulnerable age, I think, for, for young men and women, where they're gullible, they believe everything. You know, it's, it's a whole adage of like, hey, why, why do we have so many used car salesmen outside of the gate? Well, because you have these 18-year-olds that are going to get scammed buying a 35% interest rate Mustang because the guy talked them into it. And so what happened is that, unfortunately, in our society, people prey on the weak. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that our service members are weak, but what, what's happening is that there's a lot of people that will use their good graces to take advantage of veterans. When we, when we get rid of poachers, we look at people's in, you know, in, intent. You know, are you here to take business for our service members that come into a Veterans Spirit Club event, for example? Um, and, and I'm by no means in any way saying that these industries are bad because I have a lot of friends of mine that are good. But, like, for an example would be a financial advisor or a um, mortgage lender or a realtor. And, and I'm not – I have lots of friends of mine. But, you know, what, everyone and their mother is our experts with the VA loan. Everybody. I mean, in, in San Diego County, there, there's, what, 11,000 mortgage lenders? <laughs> I mean, it's – I mean, you have 19,000 realtors, it's last time I checked. I mean, so you have a plethora of people that are all about trying to do good. So what we try to do is we try to guard against that because the last thing we want is we don't want to have a brand-new service member, you know, a young soldier, whatever he comes, he's, you know, 30 years old, get out of the military, and he's approached by a guy that wants to sell him life insurance. And he's like, well, I'm here for a job. Why are you trying to get money from me? So our biggest uh, threat, for lack of a better term, are those that prey on our service members for financial gain. And we are very, very adamant about – and we've actually had chapters. We, we will look in there. We will – no kidding. Look at their LinkedIn. Look at their – say, okay, so what do you do? Oh, I see you work at Merrill Lynch. Okay, so what's your goal for starting a chapter in wherever, you know, Michigan? 
oh, well, I just like this service. Well, yeah, but you also, for your job, you know, your job is you want to meet more people so they can become clients. Like, that's not what we're about. We're here to help these service members get a job. So that is probably will be our biggest um, um, problem that we've had to mitigate by honestly vetting each and every person that wants to start a chapter. And then within those chapters, we will let each of those chapters know that, hey, this, you know, this isn't about gaining clients. It's about helping others. And I can, I, and there, therein, um, ahead, if I could just jump in there, yeah, therein that Kevin, Phil, and I and, our, and the, the rest of our leadership team has recognized where there's problems, there's also opportunities. And to be very honest, part of our secret sauce for why it's worked so well is because everybody who wants to attend an event or has heard about us, knows that we're, we're very truthful, we're authentic, and we, we keep it real within our, our organic ecosystem. And that reputation is what has caused folks to want to come to our events because when we tell them, look, we're not going to sell you anything, we're not asking you to donate money or do anything, there's truth in advertising. And they see us going that extra mile to guard against that and really protect the brand and protect the events and really protect the veterans. Uh, so where there's problems, there's also opportunities. You know, guys, I can tell you as a as a former Command E9, um, you know, um, you, Kevin, you mentioned the um, the car dealerships. It's also those jewelry stores and jewelry shops that are right outside the base because they're assuming every military young military family yep. wants to get married. And and I can't tell you how many times I've had to be on phones and and trying to say, you know, this is not right. You, you're taking advantage of the of the young people. So I can say to you guys both respect. I really respect what you're doing. Um, what can Thanks, we, and not just vets beyond the uniform, but we as a community do to support the veterans beer club and your growth? I would say probably the, the, the number one ask that we will always um, probably continue to promote is if there's business owners, if there's companies, if there's uh, corporations, if there's jobs available, by all means, please let us know. Because, you know, the, the, the one interesting thing I found out um, in all my just very limited years of, of my transition is the majority of companies, sadly enough, will hire veterans because it's a marketing tool, right? They can say, hey, our company has 4,000 employees and 10% are veterans. But in reality, if there was a position – where the hiring manager has to hire a veteran or someone or a civilian who is more experienced in that position, they're going to go for that civilian. So it's not about giving the veterans a chance. It's about, hey, look at how many veterans. And I know not every company is like that. But for us, we always want to make sure that we have opportunities available. That is our number one goal because we've had a lot of people come to Veterans Beer Club. I, I don't know what I want to do. Um, they, they've asked us for help, and it's not just about resume. I mean, that's all good, but it really is about who you know. And, and, and I'll give you a really quick real-world example. This week um, at my job, I work for a, a very big job, and at my job I had a friend of mine, Navy friend of mine, who um, because of the local elections, uh, she was looking for another employment because she had to leave because her boss didn't get reelected. And so she literally reached out to me and said, hey, there's a position at your company. Do you think you could pass along my resume? And I'm like, absolutely. I, I literally contacted a friend of mine that I met when I spoke 
at this company four years ago as a guest speaker for Veterans Day. Sure enough, I went through my Rolodex, found the same person still there, contacted her, who now got she now got promoted as a staffing advisor, reached out to me to say, hey, you need to contact this person that will walk the resume into to the hiring manager. It was literally that fast. And the, the, gra- the gratitude I felt was that I was able to help my friend out, who's also a Navy veteran, and, you know, potentially get her into a position where she can have a seamless line of employment. But it's that type of opportunity. It's, it's about who do you know that you can introduce me to? What type of job do you have that can – that if you want to hire veterans, we have dozens and dozens of veterans that are looking for employment. And the sad thing is that a lot of companies will not give them – the time of day because they don't have the experience, but they will work, you know, hand over fist to learn the position because of the opportunity that's presented to them. Would you agree, Ryan? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, um, and everything that Kevin said is, is totally on point and getting back to your, the, your original question of what can, what can you do, Paul and Dave, to help us with Veterans Beer Club? Well, what we've recognized right now is, you know, uh, especially in San Diego, uh, there's such a large veteran population. But even across the country, you know, every town and city has veterans. And especially during this time in the last six to eight months, what we've spent a lot of time on is reminding veterans, hey, you know, service after service, you know, be contributors in your community. And something as simple as encouraging veterans and their families and their extended families to go out and support those small businesses in their communities now, because this is where we can truly be positive leaders and positive role models is to get out in those communities, obviously, in, in, in within the COVID standards of every location that they're in, but get out, you know, support those small businesses, help help and volunteer, good begets good. And if you're out helping those um, that you know and you're volunteering with those organizations that are near and dear to your heart, karma is a real thing. It'll come back and it'll help those veterans out as well tenfold down the road. So that's kind yeah. of what I would say. What I was going to say, Brian, you're spot on there. I mean, both what you and Kevin have just talked about is, is so critical and, and so spot on. It's, it's networking and it's helping each other out and it is karma and, and karma does go around, whether it's good karma or bad karma. Um, and preferably it's all good karma that comes back and, and you help the fellow vets. Uh, guys, I, I can't tell you how blessed we are to have you on the call today, as well as all the great stuff you're doing to see. I, Dave introduced me to you guys kind of said, we need to talk to, the guys from Veteran Beer Club to talk to them and find out what they're doing. And I didn't quite understand it, to be truth with you. You talk about alcohol, you talk about beer and a sailor. I already think I'm going down a different path. But what you guys are doing, um, and you guys haven't picked on the sailor, so I appreciate that's this call. I'll give you another opportunity on another call sometime or where we, when we finally meet in person. But everything. Well, you never, you never insult your Uber driver. You're always kind and courteous. And I, I, I typically call myself the bus driver on the call. Even Molly laughed at that one. Yeah, that yeah. Awesome. You know what, guys? I, I, I've just been so used to all the abuse on these calls, but I love you dearly. But um, I, I really want to thank you both, and, and, and Phil, too. Phil wasn't on the call today, for what you're doing. I really mean it because there's just so many ways that we could take care of our veterans, our fellow veterans, and I don't care if they're you know E1 to O10. It doesn't make a difference. They all need networking. They all need camaraderie they all need to be supported 
And what you guys are doing, it's out of the box, right? It really is because it's, it's different and it, and it works and you're growing. You've got all these chapters nationwide and you're, you have a problem is the problem is that people want to continue to grow and, and can open up more, more veteran beer clubs around the nation. That's a great problem to have. Um, so yeah. I, I really want to thank you both for, for coming on today. Um, we're going to wrap up the show now and I wish we had more time and maybe we can bring you back on another time. Just not just to even talk about the veterans beer club, but to talk about some of the other great things that you just mentioned about the networking and, and, and supporting our veterans. Um, so again, I just um, want to thank you for, for coming on today. It, it's been really nice to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're honored and we're blessed for sure. Thank you, Dave, as well. Good to hear from you, buddy. Hope all is well in South Carolina. Yeah, and I want to go ahead and and thank you, uh, Brian and Kevin from the Veterans Beer Club, and to our hosts, Paul and Dave, for another wonderful show today. And I want you guys to know that all links and contact information that you presented today on the show, we will post in the show description so people will have access to that and finding the Veteran Beer Club as well. And as always, please feel free to check us out at Vets Beyond the Uniform, or if you have any questions, we can be reached at training at vetsbeyondtheuniform.com. And thank you for tuning in and listening, um, and have a wonderful day, everyone. Take care. Thanks, Molly. Take care. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to everyone.